I have a problem with Baldur's Gate 3, a video game that's out, I think, today, the day that this episode drops. And that is that no matter how much I tool around with the character creator, the character that comes out of that crucible always ends up looking like Corky St. Clair from Waiting for Guffman. Interesting. Mm. Or Richard Garriott from real, <laughs> okay. from real life. Are they the same person is the real question. Um, I feel like you're going to get people jazzed that this is the Baldur's Gate episode, but it's not. It's not. It's not, but I mean... Do you, I mean, do you not want me to address this very real and It does seem important, and I think you're content. right. I, I appreciate you rushing this to the front of the line. I want people sure to we... be careful, because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. having a lot of fun. You dip you dip around in some different haircuts, and you're like, oh, that bowl cut looks like unique. I'll try that one out. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I will put a little goatee on him. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's, Cork, that's Corky St. Clair again. He's back. And the wing. I feel like all the haircuts have wings. A lot of haircuts have wings. And then we all experiment with facial hair sure. from time to time. Yeah. But then you do that too much, and all of a sudden you're Richard Garriott or Corky St. Clair or the bad guy from The Princess Bride. Have you Pride. thought about adding horns? Horns? I'm worried that it'll kind of just look like an evil Corky St. Clair. So you've chosen, <laughs> can I just inquire about something? You've chosen two Christopher Guest characters and a real human from actual Earth. This is your yeah. comparison. Okay. Which is so you're saying that if they made a Richard Garriott movie, Get, they did. Get guessed. They made a Richard Garriott movie. It's called. Give me Mr. Jamie Lee Curtis, please. They made a Richard Garriott movie. It's called A Man on a Mission. And it beats ass, but it was a documentary. When they make a movie of the documentary, it's going to have Christopher Guest. Was Christopher Guest the bad guy in Princess Bride? Yeah. Yes, man. he was. Count Rugen. Yeah, that's Christopher Guest. Six fingers. Fucking wild, man. Anyway, yeah, be man. careful. Keep your head on a swivel. When you're messing around, you're going to spend a lot of time with this character. They're going to go on an epic adventure. Yeah. If I had asked you who played Count Rugen t- 30 seconds ago, what would you have said? Probably Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was in Pac-Man cereal commercials at that point. There's the no dude way. has range. Even at a young age, the dude had range. He was in Newsies, and they jumped right Sorry, into Princess Sorry, Christian Bride. Slater. <laughs> Changed my answer to Christian <laughs> Slater. That's my cigar. Find another. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is... Griffin Macro, I know the best. It got game too week. much. It yeah, got to be wow. too much. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Russ Frushing, and I forgot to jump in to say it's the best game of the week this week. All right. Wow. I was Welcome distracted. To the best teams where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive intergamement. I guess. It's oh. a game of the year club, <laughs> and just by listening, you have become a member, and I'm so happy to welcome. You to our illustrious ranks, where this week we'll be discussing the new platformer Disney Illusion Island. Chris, what's that? Think of a Metroidvania for okay. people who've never played Metroidvanias. Or video Now game. add in some Mickey Mouse, and okay. I think you're there. Okay. I mean, that's a very promising start. But where, where to next? You're going to have to wait until after this ad to find out. 
You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Before we start talking about Disney Illusion Island, I wanted to Uh mention that I know we've been doing a lot of plugs for the newsletter. You should sign up for it. It's at besties.fan. Very easy to sign up. And here is an incentive to do so. On August 8th, which is coming up in a few days, we're going to be dropping eight PlayStation codes for Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons, which is the latest installment in the Double Dragon franchise. It's going to be in the newsletter. The only way to get one of those codes is it's kind of like a first come, first serve, but like... Keep an eye out on August 8th when that newsletter comes in, but you have to obviously be subscribed to the newsletter to get it and then get a chance at the codes. Let me also add, that game is fucking dope. It might is surprise it? Yeah. you to learn, but it's a pretty good Double Dragon game. So Fresh and I had to record uh, the upcoming rescues quite a bit early, uh, and we it's all about this game, and I was shocked. I was skeptical when Fresh said, let's play this game, Double Dragon. That game hasn't been good in forever. And it turns out adding some roguelike elements and giving it to an indie developer, pretty good choice. Pretty Ooh, good that choice. Sounds, that sounds all right. It's it's a yeah. game. How many dragons are there, though? Because I've been tricked before. Griffin, I don't think there's there any. are 13 characters in this game, and one of them takes up half the screen. I love I, that. I, we, I you love know, that. We need to play. We need to play, get you a code for it, and and we can do that. I'll take one of these eight. Free, now there's seven free ones, haters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, can we talk about Disney Illusion Island? Yes. Oh my Let's god! Yes, I feel like I, I, like when we first picked this game, I was like, I don't know how much there is going to be to talk about, and then I played it a bit, and I was like, I don't think there's going to be much to talk about. And then I played it with my kid for a while, and I was like, oh, I could talk about this for a very long That's time. That's what I needed, because I remember I came to you guys, because I had just played it, and I was like, eh, I'm not sure, but the problem is my son is too young to really yes. play anything. Right. So I needed to lean on the uh, wisdom that your older kids have developed. Sure. So this is a this is a uh, straight-up platformer, not an action platformer, by which I mean even more so than most platformers, Violence is not an option. You're making your way through this 2D world trying to collect some MacGuffins. I don't know. Mickey's Illusion Castle was more violent. It was basically the doom to this game. Yeah, you could like throw (laughs) apples. Or maybe I'm thinking of Aladdin. But like you could bonk enemies and knock them sort of loopy for a little bit. Uh, Not even an option here on this one. You just got to get on over them and don't touch them or you get hurt. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, there's, 
it's so wild to me that uh, I, I don't think of my son as harboring a deep and a quiet aggression, but even he at certain points was like, so when do we get like a sword? How do I or, fuck this uh, guy up? Any, it, There are several boss battles in this game, not many, but there's like three or four, and everyone, the, the combat is doing some things until something falls from the ceiling onto the head of your opponent. Like just, which is basically an accident. Like you just have to wait long enough for Mickey to be present for an accident. Mickey checked the actuarial tables and was like, this might happen. You do start out with just like absolutely bare bones, jumping and and running. And that's absolutely it. You have to earn basically everything else. Um, of locomotion wise because the it can't roll out in terms of weaponry so the metroidvania elements have to be all forms of locomotion and and basically you see the hooks all around the world you know you'll see an arched rainbow that is very clearly a sort of like grappling point there's water all around that you know that you'll be able to come and like swim through later well there's um, even like little things that say like you need another move to do this yeah Yeah, and that shows up on the mini map which is nice like you you just know like okay i don't need to mess around with this it Um, is weird because i've as you guys know i've played like every metroidvania that's ever come out so playing one that is specifically designed for people that a have never touched the genre before and b maybe have never touched a video game before is like a weird time warp that I'm having, and it's not bad. It's just so obviously not for someone that's played every Metroidvania ever. Yeah, sure. That right. It's just it's just very odd to be playing that. That it's something that is so specific about telling you what you need to be doing at any given time. It it also I would say in the back it it begins like very easy. Yeah, and I don't mean that in like a. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't mean that even in a critical way, but like it's very much. If you enjoyed it first, it'll be very much about the locomotion of the jumps are interesting, where they're like more about like distance than height. If that makes any sense, they're so very like, floaty to, yeah. to use like mm-hmm. common platformer parlance. Yeah, so you get uh, like the it feels good though. I mean, like yeah, getting sure. around the world feels feels nice, and especially as you start to unlock more of the locomotion upgrades that help you sort of like get through things. Uh, quicker, it it feels very good, but it is not challenging. It, until like the last third, I, weirdly, it gets a lot more, it, not even hard, but like more annoying. Like it, it's easy early on to get into a groove where you're just sort of like It almost feels like speed running. Yeah, like, a little bit. Even though it's the first yeah. time you played it. and the, But it's everything's like placed appropriately. So you feel yeah. like there are lines. Like you feel like, oh, I just hit the line I was supposed to hit. Later on in the game, that starts to feel a little bit chunkier, like it, and, and a little bit more annoying. Like you have to end up waiting a lot more for your opening versus just like kind of getting into a flow and moving forward. Yeah, for for the adult, it kind of reminds me of like good children's movies where the story or whatever isn't going to be for you, but they surround it in either like beautiful art or really good music or voices you're familiar with. In this case, I think the animation, even though there's not a ton of it, but like the jump animations are really cute and charming. The sound yeah. effects are really good. And the music in this game Beautiful. is killer. It's so it is good. So good. It is, I mean, just fantastic orchestration. It's beautiful. I, 
if you're not playing this with a child, if you don't have a child and you're playing it at home, I definitely recommend headphones for this game. Um, um, that, all the characters that said, also, you I mentioned the... Oh, sorry, go I ahead. I recommend the game in that case. Go ahead. Um, all the characters also have their own, like, animations for each of the abilities. So, like, for the grappling hook, Goofy gets a link of sausages. In fact, all of Goofy's are food. Um, for the, yeah, and for, like, swimming, he has, like, a watermelon fin, and Donald gets stupid stuff. Like, his yeah. ground pound is an anvil, like, for no real reason. I like the um, mustard on Goofy is probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, it, all of that stuff, all of those, like, sort of platforming enhancements represent, like, the only kinds of, like, mechanical upgrades, carrots, whatever you want to call them, that, that, exist in the game everything else that you can like hunt around and find is just like souvenirs or gallery custom art uh, concept art stuff like that concept art stuff like that uh hidden mickeys there are hidden mickeys which is the only other kind of like big draw that has worked for me and i don't care so much about like going around and looking for like character cards of like the different you know of the made up characters of the made up npcs for this (laughs) game uh but if we're running around the map and, you know, I, I've been playing it with Henry, uh, who is, uh, you know, six and a half, uh, and we see a hidden Mickey, it is just like a race to see who can snap it first. Uh, that that has been just as compelling as it is in the Disney parks and Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I like, I like, I do like some of the memorabilia um, that you can collect where they have like little props from classic uh, Mickey cartoons. Griffin, you'll be relieved to hear that there is a Potato Land uh, suite of collectibles. There are three different Potato Land um, So fucking funny. Props that you can get. Okay, if I could just, can I can I have like a brief minute to talk about Mickey? This is yes. genuinely what I'm most yeah. interested in is like, as a character, I have not experienced Mickey in any form in the last like thirty years. Oh, so you're I don't... kidding me! Okay, so here's—I mean, the... I've seen him. So here's here's the deal. <laughs> there are two different, like, sort of current canonical Mickeys. As a... this is not a Disney distinction. This is my distinction. Sure. Right? There are two different canonical Mickeys. There's Mickey, the icon, who's been around for many, many, many years. And that's the Mickey we all know and love. In 2013, they started this series of Mickey Mouse shorts that is basically, you should know that for Mickey, there is one person who voices Mickey at any one time. There's an unbroken chain from Walt to Brett Ewan, who is the current Mickey. There's only been two Mickeys ever? I said a chain, Oh. A chain, okay. an unbroken chain. Well, you just mentioned two people. I thought <laughs> no, of... <laughs> because there's all there's all of them. But you you got Brett Ewan is the one currently who is doing it. Okay. In 2013, there was a series of shorts where um, Chris Diamantopoulos, who you know from like he was, I mean, he was in the Three Stooges movie. He was the billionaire in Silicon Valley. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So he did the Mickey voice in those shorts, and I consider that to be. It's funny, Mickey. Yes. <laughs> it's the Mickey that is allowed to be funny. Manic Mickey. It do, the, Those shorts are genuinely really funny. Really, I mean, really they're fucking great. good. They look great. They sound great. They're, the characters have like actual rough edges that make them. He's like a, he's like a, char- he's like a human, not a human. He's a mouse, but yeah. like has human characteristics. Right. Fresh. There's, there's a new one that just came out called Steamboat Silly. It's the and last it's like, one. That, what? 
It's the finale. It's the last. Oh, it's really? The last that's of the very last one. Lineage. Yeah. Oh man, that's a bummer. But yeah, it is. It's extremely silly, and I cannot believe what they allowed these animators to do with like Disney's most precious character. It is transgressive in a way that is like full blown, yeah. like Ren and Stimpy show at times. But so, it's not. Uh, it's never called like Mickey Mouse Zany Tales, right? Like no. because no, it is Mickey Mouse. This is a Mickey Mouse cartoon that is supposed to be actually funny rather than just sell you a cup. Now, yeah. the di- the interesting thing about Disney Illusion Island is art style-wise, it's not exactly Funny Mickey. Funny Mickey also is the one that is in the theme parks. It's worth noting. Like that is the Mickey that you get in a Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah. But like that. the guy in the suit is Funny Mickey? No, Funny Mickey no. is just in Runaway Railway. In that okay. attraction when they built the first ever Mickey Mouse ride, that is what they went with. They went with Funny Mickey. So okay. the art style is closer to that. It's not exactly that. The costume designs are different, but the, uh, the art style is closer. But they do not have uh, Christy Montopoulos. They have they have Brett Ewan doing Mickey, the Mickey voice. Mickey, Brett Ewan is not as good at making Mickey funny. It's right. not. He's not. It's not his skill set. But the the game falls into this like. Uh, weird middle ground between the two. I think where it is funny, there's actual jokes, right? They do actual things. None of try, it is yeah. transgressive as in the... Yeah, it's, it's all very like soft, like borderline transgressive. It's like, like illu- there, illumination humor. A little more meta, I would there's say. There's a joke also. about TBD in it, you know? Where it's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, the, it, it's the sort of jokes you would see in like the Mario movie. Oh, uh, no, I, they're better I, than that. Those yeah. didn't have, that didn't actually have jokes per se. Let's but, not be mean. Yes. Yeah, let's not be cruel about it. Uh, but that. But anyway, like in terms of like Mickey, that's the interesting. Like what the way they've gotten around ha- having to make it feel exactly right is that they didn't really base it on. It's kind of its own Splinter Mickey. <laughs> so Splinter Mickey verse. So totally, I I would have. Uh, the problem I have actually is that, and this is I will I will talk about the 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 problem I have with this game. Um. It's very beautiful to look at, and the humor is very present in the cutscenes, and nothing about the actual game and the playing of it that self is very charming yeah. or funny or cute or interesting or like surprising. And even, that's even the say. case when playing with the kids. Oh, yeah, that doesn't change based on... Because I, I know that there's a bunch of, like, co-op features that they added that made... The co-op are, features are amazing. That's that's great. different from sort of what we're... But what very briefly on that, you can make your kid invincible. You can make it so that your kid is both invincible and can press a button to heal you with a hug. Adorable. Come on. <laughs> yeah. There's that, also... You can um, make it so that wall clings are infinite. Yeah. Um, and there's like jump assist so that no matter how, you don't have to hold the button in longer to do a longer jump, every button press is the same. So they've got like a ton of accessibility in there that you makes can, it like my favorite is, and I, the game doesn't explain this, which is kind of wild. Uh, if, if you're playing and you know, you're playing with a younger person who like b- misses a jump and falls all the way down to the bottom of the screen and gets frustrated, uh, you can drop a rope for them. And yeah, then yeah can that's just cool. climb up the rope and catch up to where you so are. That's cool. the that's the stuff that I feel like I could talk about forever. I'm a huge like stuff that makes games less punishing for younger people who lack the either fine motor skills or just sort of like gaming vocabulary to like know how to do that stuff. I I am 
very interested in because those are the types of experience that my oldest son is like right in the right in the zone for. Uh, and this this game does it so smartly. It is a very easy game, but at the same time, like the kind of platforming stuff it is asking players to, of a certain age to do is like hard. Like Henry was struggling with it when we first started, but we were able to kind of get over the hump because of these these uh, you know uh, accessibility sort of features. And now, like, he is just cruising through the world, stringing together, you know, sequences of wall jumps and stuff like that, like, way with with way more sort of proficiency than he was when he first started out. And I think that is, like, nearly unprecedented. That's amazing. <laughs> like, that, that is a level of thoughtfulness uh, that that I, I think a lot of games don't have. I think it maybe comes at the cost of the game is not particularly mechanically fascinating to me like a metroidvania that doesn't actually have that many sort of carrots is not it just kind of feels like a big empty it's map. it's also just like the not that the, none of the ideas in it feel fresh like none of yes. the platforming ideas like everything in this game has an analog to something that you have done in another game it, you know what i mean like it's not like oh this really changes things it's very much just like oh now i can um Swim through water. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I would also add that like, I I think the cutscenes look really good. I think the characters look really good. I think having played games like Ori and Cuphead, it's really hard to say this is like a gobsmackingly gorgeous game mm. in comparison to other games that have done the two D Metroidvania thing or the two D platforming thing. Like so, with so much more care. Like the worlds themselves are like. At least, you know, I'm still pretty early in the game, but the environments I've seen are like extremely simple. Yeah, they are, and they, and there's a lot of homogeny within the biomes, yeah, like within the, the the areas, and there's not like landmarks, right? Or like they just feel like puzzles, like they just not puzzles, they feel like levels, yeah. They, you know, rather than like a, a a world that that would would be inhabited, there's not like a lot in terms of visual interest there, um, for well, sure. Plant, you were saying that uh, Moses was not. Uh, well, I mean, vibing. this was a case of very bad timing. So we've been playing through uh, Super Mario Odyssey the past few weeks, and we literally rolled credits on it. And he's like, oh, what else can we play? And I loaded this, and he immediately was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, how get, how are we going compare. from here? Right. Yeah, and that, that's, that's no fault of Disney Illusion Island. Like, sorry, you're not as good as one of the best games i've played in the last decade yeah um but yeah that that's a hard thing to communicate to him that like no not every game gets to be mario odyssey i'm sorry i thought you would like this (laughs) um yeah he's also it was homework so yeah (laughs) yeah 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 you better start playing this has not Um, been like like uh, when we were playing Pokemon Violet and Scarlet together, like Henry wanted to play it all the time. This is not that, but it has been a pretty chill, just turn it on when we want to play a game for an hour and just sort of cruise cruise through the world. Um, it's Yeah, it, I feel, I feel like there nice aren't vibe. many of those that are that chill and like, oh, pop in, pop out kind of. Yeah. For yeah, kids, especially and, not for kids. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is a rare rarefied air that this game is breathing. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 I am happy that it is 
that it is out. I, I think that there are a few missed opportunities here. I do think that there is a bit, if it had been closer to the tone of the the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse cartoon stuff that's happening now, that would have been great. If there had been a little bit more sort of mechanics for it to hang its hat on, I think that would have been an improvement. Um, or set in a Mickey like universe. I, I I still don't understand setting it in a place with a whole bunch of new characters other than yeah. maybe that being like a requirement from Disney. Uh, it probably gives them some more leeway, yeah. if I had to guess, but I, yeah. I don't know. But if each world was like the worlds at Disneyland? I mean, that would be wild. Fucking It'd awesome, great. right? But yeah. What was the last, just out of curiosity before we wrap, what was the last like pretty good Disney, like Mickey game? Oh, I was going to say Disney game is Dreamlight Valley. Um, yeah. Which I mean, is Mickey good. is arguably in Dreamlight, but in terms of like a Mickey starring where you play as Mickey. Probably how- Epic Mickey. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, they did a remake of Castle of Illusion, right? Did they? Yeah. Yes, but then they took it off Steam for some reason. That was in 2013, though. I think that was probably before Epic Mickey. Yeah, I don't even know if you can buy that Yeah, Epic Mickey 2 was the one with Oswald. That was 2012. That's a neat game. I thought Oswald was in the first one. Wasn't he the bad guy of the first one? I don't think so. It's impossible for anybody to remember the details of Epic (laughs) Mickey. Yes, he was. Thank you, Warren Spector. Thank you, you brought for him contributions back. Thank you for bringing back Mickey. They had forgotten about him. Um, so anyway, that's that's Epic Mickey. I feel like no, it's not Epic Disney Mickey. Illusion. <laughs> that's no. I'm closing the chapter on Epic Mickey, and now oh. I'm talking about Disney Illusion Island. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's exactly what it needs to be. I feel like it is. I think almost all the complaints I have with it are maybe not complaints that would be shared by you know a a young child or someone playing it with a young child i will say though once it gets into like the towards the ending of the game um the kids are gonna be struggling it's not it's not as like there's a lot more bad guys and a lot more like stuff to to get around i know it's very easy and it wasn't challenging for me a man but um i I think it might start to get a little frustrating but again, you could just make your kids invincible. Like once make I toggled that for Henry, he he, he enjoyed the game so also, much more. You also, if you get too far away from him, they get stamped. That's what killed is in this game. You get stamped and sent back to a mailbox, um, and they'll just come up and teleport up to where you are. It's like getting inked. Sure. Yeah. Terrifying. Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about more uh, uh, fantastic Disney content. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos. You can do whatever you want. And it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames. And they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd 
highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Okay, so I'm now surrounded by people that uh, particularly enjoy the Disney world, the universe. I'm still kind of out of the loop. Uh, my son doesn't seem to care for Mickey Mouse, but that's only because he sees them at the doctor's office, and that's it. Um, so I wanted you're to, withholding. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to uh, see if we could bring me up to speed by tier listing some of our favorite Mickey characters and uh, see where they stand for y'all. Favorite or best? Whoa. Favorite or best? It's different things, right? Uh, Favor- this is best. We're going best. 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 I gotta say... uh, We should start from the top. See, okay, here's what's hard, man. You got Mickey and Funny Mickey, and you got Goofy, but not Funny Goofy. Yeah. Funny Goofy's extremely good. Funny Goofy kicks ass. Funny Goofy has an episode where (laughs) where he gets jealous of Pluto and decides to give up human life (laughs) to just become a dog full time. That Mickey has to take care of alongside Pluto. There's I mean, one that's... where he's asleep and can't wake up, and but has a job interview, and so Donald and Mickey have to climb inside his clothes <laughs> and control him like a like a weekend at Bernie's mech suit. There's a Potato Land episode where there's a theme park he's obsessed with that is closed, called or Potato... did not exist. Did not exist called Potato Land that that Mickey and Donald have to recreate for him out of potatoes. It, funny, funny, Goofy's really good. I, here's what I think we need to do: we need to remove any stipulation of funny Mickey or funny Goofy, and you just need to just fold them in, fold them in together, and you just okay. kind of part of the thing. Uh, well, then in that case, I would say the best character is Pete. Well, we're at, we're tiering these. So. Okay. Oh, okay, Mickey S tier legend. I mean, right? Like. Can't I mean, beat him. I guess so. Yeah, you know Top what? I'm gonna icon. have to bring him. D- no, no, no. Wait. He's a little basic. You, you can't S tier Mickey because Mickey has also been like in some shit. 
he's well no I was just like he's been so overexposed that he's basically like a McDonald's arches you know yeah. what I mean like I come tough. on just make him an S tier and get it over with. What are we doing? Let's do A plus for Mickey. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you gotta have room to grow. Okay, Goofy. Can we take a pause on Goofy for a second? You were talking about the Goofy Pluto situation. Yeah. Is, okay. Th- does anyone ever say that? Like, does Goofy ever say, "Hey, I'm also a dog"? That is what I just. I'm. I. No, I know he I was get jealous. So frustrated. I know and you people said, are like, Justin, why are you so hard on Russ? He know I just described the plot of that episode, Russ. But I know you said he was jealous of Pluto, but a human might be jealous of their dog for being able to be lazy. So no, does Goofy acknowledge that he, that he is, is also a dog, a dog and he is going to live life? Look as at a dog. Pluto's face and look at Goofy's face. If you blocked out the rest of those characters and they're identical, their face shape of their bones is identical. And yes. so is it like a waiting for Godot situation? Like what is going on there? Um, I don't know that book it's just like or play or movie. Bo- one so. is a dog and one is a man. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> oh, so you're saying Goofy is a man? Goofy's a man and Pluto's a dog. I don't know what's confusing. Many men look like dogs. That doesn't make them dogs. Okay, <laughs> Goofy's just an ugly man. I got it. Understood. Goofy's an, uh, not ugly. What's God. wrong with you, Russ? This Russ segment Frustic, was your D idea. D tier, Russ Frustick. <laughs> oh, no. Goofy gets an A. I think okay. I can put Goofy at an A. I, Goofy I think I'll get an A. Goofy, I think S, S for Donald. I, I agree. You are the Donald of the show. Donald, Donald is the great. <laughs> Look, no one is more Donald. sure of himself and confident and and pantsless. Also, Donald. Donald produced like an entire spinoff world. We get, yeah. we, we get Scrooge McDuck because of Donald. We get Daisy. Goofy we just get, had one movie. The, the kids. Donald is DuckTales. pretty great as a supporting character. I mean, I would go I would go A tier just because sometimes he's very cruel to his nephews. Very mean. Very, very mean, mean uncle. Yeah, yeah. They're like wicked annoying. They're so annoying, but their hearts are in the right place. And they call him Uncle Donald. Um, I give I uh, I would save S tier, but that's you know if I'm outvoted, S S tier for Donald is fine. Okay, uh, Minnie. I will say oh. quick complaint. Um, Disney Illusion Island does not have Daisy, and wild choice. That's a wild choice. Yeah, they just have two aren't... daughters, especially who you have kept the peace for many years. Yes, by make letting one of them be Minnie and one of them be Daisy. One of them gets the Daisy cup. One of them gets the Minnie cup. It's pretty rough to not have Daisy to lean on. You gotta have the big five. It's all of them. You gotta have them. It's weird to not include Daisy. Wait, is Pluto not in the five? Goofy is in the big five. The big five is Mickey, Goofy, Donald, Minnie, Mickey. And uh, what about Pluto? The big five characters. Pluto is a fucking dog. What about I can't? What about this. Mickey's lunchbox? Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I have to go over this with you again. He's not a man. Okay, There's so like Minnie had Plutos. They keep dying. <laughs> no one cares. A mini? I don't A-tier. know the character. I will say this. I will say this. The best thing about the the new Mickey Mouse cartoons is it has given Minnie a personality beyond. And what is her personality? Bose. Uh she is she I would say is much feistier in mm. the in the new cartoons. Yeah. Much uh She gets things done. She gets she gets shit done. I do like that in, in the in the cartoons like the Clubhouse era. Minnie's got like several side hustles, like her mm-hmm. happy helpers, which is her and Daisy, and yeah, sure. sometimes Clarabelle and sometimes Kukaloka. Like they they're out there like getting it done, helping people out, doing 
doing the work. There is still a great bow obsession, though. It's a great point. Uh, a. A tier for Minnie. Okay, Daisy. <laughs> Daisy's got to be B. She doesn't have as much of a niche. Niche. I'm sorry. That's not my fault. But they haven't done as much with Daisy, I they feel haven't. like. It, it, like, yeah, she doesn't. I mean, she's not as angry as Donald is, certainly. She gets up there. Oh, really? <laughs> she does get up there. She's getting a little steamed. What is she it that sets Daisy off? Donald. Oh. Usually, sure. yeah. Reasonable. Okay, we're going to say B. Who's for, this segment? Or God's for... indifference to man. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that pisses her off something fierce. Uh, this segment's for me, Griffin, by the way, in case you're oh, okay. curious. Uh, Professor Von Drake, S tier, scientist. S tier, working like, so his good. Ass Anytime off. you see him, you know you're in for a I have treat. no idea who that is. <sighs> really? What? This segment isn't for you then. It is. That's uh, It's educational for me. I don't know who that is. He is, is okay, you would know him if you saw him. He's a he's not the doctor talks like this and he does science and he's oh the, like, he's that the one that's in a lab coat, he does right? have a little bit of like Operation Paperclip vibes like oh, where no. did Professor Von Drake start his career where was wow. he in the 1940s <laughs> wow. yeah okay some real questions okay <laughs> can I say. Not a bad question. <laughs> I, I think that puts him at C rank. A lot of people at least. would probably be like, "Whoa, too far, too flippant," you know. But me, I'm like, "Where was he?" You know. <laughs> just it's a simple question. It's just a simple question. You should have like pictures or something to yeah. like show. Okay, Pluto is S rank. No, dog no one is D. purer than Pluto. Pluto's D for dog. Oswald, cool. Oswald, cool. Where was he for so long? I don't know. But now he's back, and that's Where was Oswald cool. in the 1940s? <laughs> I mean, Oswald was the fucking shit in the 1940s. He was like, the he was Mickey in the 1940s. That's true. Well, no, not in the 1940s. We're not, we're not going to go down this. Deeper dog. Um, Walt lost access to to um, to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. He was very upset about it, but he made Mickey, and that's what got us all here. <laughs> today. <laughs> today. <laughs> that's why we're all here today. Should um, we put Lindbergh on this tier list, by the way? Who? Uh, Lindbergh. Lucky Lindy. Just stop having fun. Like, this is good stuff. You don't need to add a bunch of weird shit. This is a professional ranking of power <laughs> rankings. Please. I, okay. I, 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 there's a character that, that Fresh forgot to put on this thing, so I just dropped a picture in, in the Slack. And where would this go? This is just a combination of Goofy head with Pluto body. That looks <laughs> so like a dog. I'm not going to address that. Gluto. Um, with the hat on. The this dog is Gluto. Hat on. It's fair. So I love Poofy. Pete's S tier. Pete's S tier. Can't Pete's beat him. Pete's S tier. He's the most valuable. But Pete, okay, Pete the dog has played a, a lovable buffoon that just lives next to Mickey and is trying his best, but always like shits and falls back in it. And also the <laughs> literal devil from hell. Like Pete is whatever you need him to be. In that sometimes Pete, even on the same show, is like, "I stole all of your peanuts, and you gotta come over to a big peanut party and eat them with me." And then, like later on, a few seasons later, he's like, "I killed your dog. You'll never find the bones." <laughs> Pete's an amazing character. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and fucking, I'm pretty sure in Kingdom Hearts three, he's like, oh, "I did genocide with Sephiroth." <laughs> Holy shit, man! Yeah. Or later, but later on, he's like. I painted my house better than my next door neighbor, Goofy. It's like, who cares? Who gives a shit, man? Uh, Oswald B, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody yeah, can tell whatever. me anything about Oswald. He doesn't do much. 
Clarabelle. Clarabelle is great representation. We love the visibility. Um, of, of what exactly? This, just pretty much everything else. Like everybody else is pretty normal, and then Clarabelle is like every. Uh, uh, she's a real funky lady. They only bring her. <laughs> they only bring her out when they want a kind of a funky, <laughs> a funky energy with Clara. Clarabelle. No one's quite comfortable with Clarabelle. Cowards around. You know it's gonna be a funky one. <laughs> yeah. Clarabelle. <laughs> Clarabelle is F for funky. <laughs> I think that's rude, but okay. I think that's rude. I would give her an S for so funky. Okay. Uh, I put Al Bor- Borlin on here as well, but I think we can move along. Is that yeah, because it's just not... the larger ABC company? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, and then once we start talking about Al, there's really no stopping us. There's, there's I also, do love Al Borlin in Kingdom Hearts 3. I will say we didn't talk about Mortimer Mouse, who is hilarious, and he's just like... Where Pete is more of like a, 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 a whatever you need him to be. Mortimer Mouse just fucking hates Mickey Mouse, and that's his whole thing. <laughs> he hates his guts. And he's been around for uh, 90 years, pretty much, just hating Mickey. That's all he does. It's great. Well, I think we did it. A uh, quick recap of the rankings here. Mickey, A+, Goofy, A, Donald, S, Minnie, A, Daisy, B, Pluto, D for dog, Professor Von Drake, C, probably should be lower given where he was in the 1930s. That is, that's... <laughs> Pete S, Oswald B, Carabelle Cow, SF for So Funky. And All right. uh, Al Borland, great. And Mortar Mouse, pretty good as well. Did not register. Um, anybody been uh, uh, playing anything else? Any other video games you've been enjoying? Uh, I mean, Baldur's Gate. We're going to talk about that next week. Is that next week's episode? Yeah, that is next week's episode. I'm also playing something that is also under embargo. Oh, is it the one you just sent me a code for? Yes. Yumma, yumma, can't wait. Did you send me a code? No, we only got oh, two so far. Fun. I'm working on it. What? Huh. There's I'm a game and on. I don't even know about it, and you've been playing it with Griffin? Oh, it's yeah. so good. We've been having so, it's like a Oh my God, we're just party. spending all night um, together. I played a little bit of an FMV thing called Mia and the Dragon Princess by Wales Interactive, and it's actually pretty good. It's more of an interactive movie. There's not a lot of like game elements. But uh, it's actually pretty well written, and it's got it's got Paul McGann, the real Eighth Doctor, Paul McGann, right in there. You can get him f- f- with the eye from With Nail and I himself. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good if you like if you like uh, interactive f- cinema, then uh, it's it's great. I also read a uh, just finished up a book called The Inheritance Game. It's a YA novel, but uh, it's about uh, a sixteen year old young woman who inherits a multi-billion dollar uh, estate much to the chagrin of the the family of the billionaire and she has no idea who he is or any relation to him but he was sort of like game and puzzle obsessed and she has to live in his house for a year with the family that she disinherited to try to figure out what the connection is uh but and why the money was left to her, et cetera, et cetera. It's very good. It's an easy read if you like books. Sounds good. I think I you start- can skip Fourth Wing. Sorry, I know it's not a popular opinion, but uh, I, f- I read Fourth Wing too. It's all buzz, all book talks talking about, it, and I think it's just okay. It's a video game book club. Uh, I started watching Good Omens season two. Is that out? Is out. It started on Amazon Prime, whatever they call it, and it's extremely good. As expected, 
uh, if you didn't watch the first season. I see so many videos of those two cats, and I literally, they're so good together, I can't tell if they're scripted. It seems like always script, right? Do you know what I'm talking, like, do you guys get service these on, like, Facebook or whatever, it's these two cats just hanging out, and I literally, Well, there's a show, are you talking about the show unscripted? No, 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 like, in interviews, they'll just show, like, little snippets of them interacting and it seems scripted they're like so good together the oh yeah they have amazing um, chemistry they're it's amazing really tremendous this is michael Hot. sheen and michael Richards. david tennant <laughs> oh and they're both tremendous together and uh it's really Wait, why is uh, why is russ praising michael richards so much know, <laughs> it's man. like that's really weird that's really, really wicked weird uh, um, I just want to say my my initial experience with both Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett was Good Omens. I read it when I was like twelve, and it sent me down like a rabbit hole of like every Discworld book and all Neil Gaiman's novels. And so to see like this franchise come back in an unexpected way uh, has been really awesome. Seems and like I'd like Discworld, doesn't it? I think you would. No, I don't. But oh. it seems like I would. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I've tried. Uh, I'm going to recommend Chippendale Park Life. There's two seasons of it on Disney Plus. Have any of you watched this show? No. Yeah, it's funny, y'all. I, it's bonkers. It is absolutely. I mean, it it takes the uh, hey, we're going to go have fun with Mickey Mouse and be extra silly to run and stimpy level extremes, uh, where Chippendale are like using fake versions of other animals faces to go to like bars and hang out with those animals. And I kind of make each other like romantically jealous. It's, it's awesome. I that love this show so much. Yeah, the movie was so yeah, quite good. It. It's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like one of those like scripts that was funnier as on paper than it was in the movie. Um, that, it's got an sense? absolutely astounding sonic gag though. Like, yeah, the just, things just I've just ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's true. Just think about it again. Griffin, anything else? Uh, not really. I finished uh, Chrono Cross uh, Radical Dreamers, but last time I brought that up on the show, I was ridiculed so violently that uh, I, I sort of withered I am away. genuinely... No, no, that's the kind of growth that I wish Russ could, could <laughs> ate, Griffin. Uh, that ga- I just, I have such a soft spot. If you like, here's my pitch for that game. If you like the convoluted and rushed at the end plot of Neon Genesis Evangelion. You will love Chrono Cross. Uh, because I, that I, what, game... if, what if I loved Chrono Trigger? No, then it's weird. You won't like Chrono <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. It's one of those weird things where if you like the first one, you'll fucking hate the second one. Oh, crazy. <laughs> um, no, it, it's, it's so, like, the plot is bonkers. It's so overwrought. And then, it, as was the case with, like, so many... Uh, games of like that era of like the late '90s, pre-generational shift. Uh, they just like you can tell. There's like there should be a cutscene like 20 hours in where just like the developer of the game pops up and is like, and then we ran out of money, <laughs> so these three kids are gonna tell you the rest of the plot. <clears throat> and um, it, man, it would have been cool if. We originally, this was going to be a 12-disc sort of uh, years-long adventure. No, it, it, it's it's very cool. The vibe is unlike any other game I think that's ever been made. And the plot, there's a lot of it there that, you know, it's one of those that you can get lost sort of looking at interpretations and shit online. But, but um, is the combat pretty much like it was in Chrono Trigger? No, not at all. Because I love that combat. Sure, yeah, that combat was great. 
but it's not like that at all. It's very, I mean, it has a very unique combat thing where like you have these elements that are basically your spells that you put on this uh, grid. And then as you use regular attacks, you can use those elements, but it's not like, there's no like MP to speak of. There's no, it's it's not. I just like uh, the spacing stuff. I thought. Was yeah, that cool. stuff's not, that stuff's not in it. Oh, okay, not cool. It <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it is a fundamentally different game. Yeah. And then like, once you're like 30 hours in, it's like, and by the way, remember Robo? Anyway. Oh, I do. Uh, I do remember Robo and Frog. Sure. Yeah, Frog. He's great. Cool. Um, I want, I think we did it. I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. The first username sa- looks French to me. Chemois? Modic? Cool. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, then we have The Feller and Abe Froman. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone else who has talked about the show or, very importantly, signed up for the newsletter, which if you do that now, you might have a chance to get a free code to Double Dragon, Rise of the Dragons. And Chris Plant, why don't you recap what we talked about? Uh, games we talked about, Disney Illusion Island, Baldur's Gate 3, Me and the Dragon Princess, and Chrono Cross the Radical Dreamer, books, The Inheritance Game, movies and TV, The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Silly, Chippendale Park Life, and Good Omens Season 2. And next week? Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, quick housekeeping thing that I meant to say. Uh, first off, we I know we have a lot of parents that listen. Um, Patrick Klepig, longtime video game journalist, has just started a newsletter called Crossplay. Uh, I think it's crossplay.news. You can find it. It's just about parents and gaming. So there's a lot of good family recommendations and stuff like that that I've found there. The other thing is Stitcher, podcast platform, where you may very well be listening to this right now, but probably not, is going away Wow! Uh, this month. It's going to disappear and vanish. So if you have been uh, listening to us there or any other podcast there, make sure you get, get, out <laughs> well there's still time wow i recommend overcast that's my I, like po- I like pocket casts but mm, that's good it, to each his own we can yeah, all agree not podcast the apple app but um i like spotify but do please leave have us back please get us there. back please please spotify please spotify we need that money <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we don't want your fucking money no he's I mean, not fan yeah, is the bit. newsletter sign up for it right now right before you can even think about it uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!